0: Things off on a Friday edition. Sports Night today, live from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems Downtown Studios here in Calgary, Alberta, for Doug Lacey's Basement Systems, Crack Foundation, Boeing Foundation Walls. They have a simple permanent solution to stabilize your foundation. Contact basement systems, they're all things basement-y. You can visit them at DL Basement Systems. Dot com, alongside my outstanding producers, Cam and Taylor, this afternoon. Lots to get to on this Friday edition of the program. Day two of on-ice sessions at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome for the Calgary Flames training camp. Well underway as we make our way towards the Flames' first preseason game on Sunday when they welcome in the Vancouver Canucks. We'll hear from plenty of members of the Calgary Flames today after day two, including... Yegor Sharangovich, Nikita Zadorov, Dan Vladar, and Dustin Wolf, among some of the Flames that you'll hear from throughout the course of the show today. Also, it is a game day at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome tonight. The Calgary Hitmen open up their season with a back-to-back against the Medicine Hat Tigers. 7 o'clock puck drop, 6 p.m. pregame with yours truly, We'll get you all set for the Calgary Hitman season and home opener tonight. The game will be here on Sportsnet 960. The fan, Jeff Hollick on the call. Matty Rose we will be doing color analysis tonight on the broadcast, so make sure you tune into that. We'll also have a pair of Hitman tickets to give away for tonight's game coming up a little bit later on in the show. And speaking of Matt Rose, uh, he'll join us in hour two today for a Stamps report. Stampeders, and the Montreal Alouettes with a matinee tomorrow at McMahon Stadium. Depth charts and rosters released for that game from both teams, so we'll take an in-depth look at the Calgary Stampeders ahead of their matchup tomorrow night. But we kick things off with coverage from the Scotiabank Saddledome, the Calgary Flames in day two of on-ice sessions under Ryan Huska. We heard from Ryan, we heard from uh, a number of different flames yesterday, Elias Lindholm, Jacob Markstrom, Mackenzie Weger, the attitude shift, the culture shift, whatever you want to call it, well underway in Calgary as training camp has opened up, and now we continue to dissect and analyze what we've seen in terms of lines and pairings. And day two, I'll tell you, identical to day one in terms of those guys that we're looking for. Uh, group one, obviously we have our eyes focused on that Huberto Lindholm-Sharon Govich line. They remained together into day two of on-ice sessions. Deep pairings in that first group. Noah Hannafin still with Rasmus Anderson. Nikita Zadorov still with Mackenzie Wieger. And then into group two, this line we've seen plenty of times before, but clearly one that Ryan Huska wants to see again. Manjapani, Backlund, Coleman together again. Ruzichka, Kandri, Dubay, and uh, yes, day two without Oliver Shillington. Not at training camp again for the Calgary Flames today, so we saw Jordan Osterley alongside Chris Tanev as one of the D-pairings in Group 2. I want to focus on Yegor Sharangovich in a moment. He spoke to the Calgary media for the first time since getting to training camp today, so we'll hear from Yegor and hear about the opportunity that he's being given, but I'm really curious I don't know if we've talked enough about the early start and the early opportunity in front of Adam Ruzichka here on that line with Nazem Kadri and Dylan Dubey To me, and, and yes, I understand that there are younger guys in the system, guys who are higher round picks than, than Adam Ruzichka for sure, but as far as guys being given an opportunity off the start in a really important position for the Calgary Flames, I'm not sure there's a guy being given more of a leash than Adam Ruzichka is right now. Adam Ruzichka has been at times frustrating for Flames fans when he is engaged, when he is ready to play. He has shown flashes of a guy that can make a lot of noise at the NHL level. Unfortunately, those have been few and far between. And the nights that Adam's not dialed in, he's been a bit of a non-factor and you can't have those kind of highs and lows in the NHL. Coaches just don't have time to figure out if you're on today, if you're not ready to go. So this is a massive chance for Adam Rusichka, who let's be honest, the center ice spot feels like it's going to be a tough one for him to to make ground in. You've got the likes of Connor Zary, you've got Kevin Rooney still in the mix, so he's been moved to the winger position, which we saw a bit of last year. And all of a sudden finds himself, which I'm assuming would be a top six spot on the wing with Nazem Kadri and Dylan Dubé. This is a massive training camp for Adam Razichka to show Calgary Flames management he's ready to take that next step and maybe give it an opportunity with two regular NHLers and a veteran like Nazem Kadri taking some of the defensive responsibility off his chest, taking some of the... You know, the day-to-day face-off stuff, all that stuff that comes with being a center iceman, maybe that will help him find his game on a more regular basis. But I just wanted to note that it doesn't seem like we're talking enough, at least in my mind, about the opportunity given to Adam Ruzicka to start this training camp. I know he's been around a bit. It's a name Flames fans are familiar with. But maybe it's just going to take a a couple extra years for a guy like Adam Ruzicka, And this could be an opportunity sitting in front of him to make some noise for the Calgary Flames this season. Back to Yegor Sharangovich. First two days of training camp have lined up how many of us had predicted. He's on the right side of Elias Lindholm and Jonathan Huberto. The guy is silky smooth. He's got a great shot, really good speed. I'm curious to see how this line transitions throughout training camp, if they're good enough to stick together. Who else perhaps gets an opportunity with Lindholm and Huberto? Because I think that's the pairing that's set. I think it's going to be up to Sharon Govich to hold on to that spot. But as of right now, he's made a good impression in camp, coming in with you know not a lot of fanfare. I don't think a guy, I don't think he's got a ton of knowledge on him coming from a, a place like New Jersey. We don't see a lot uh, here in Calgary when the Devils come to town just once a year. But a guy that scored twenty in this league, Flames feel the Flames management feel really good about him. Feel like he has an opportunity to bounce back and get close to that twenty goal mark again. He's been given. A great opportunity on what could be the Flames first line heading into their home opener on the 11th of October against the Winnipeg Jets and we got a chance to hear from Yegor at training camp day two following his second on ice session with Lindholm and Huberto here's what uh, Yegor Govich had to say earlier today at the Dome well just your first thought on being in Calgary for this training camp what's it been like
1: I I think it's really good like team, teammates is unreal, like they everyone is helping me. Like I know a couple guys before, like Z Sola from from Belarus, it's same country. And I really really like it. I like really like with family here to be here. It's a beautiful city, like beautiful views. And everything is good.
2: What's it been like playing? Uh, I know it's early and only a couple of days, but what's it been like playing with Lindholm
1: and Do? Yeah, it's our second practice together, and it's really nice to be playing with uh, like two skills guys, like two top-level players. And you know, you're always trying to be on the same level. Like, and I think it's, we have two good practices together, and we will be, I think, better every
2: What I've seen your. A little bit about your game we know you can (coughs) score tell us your impression of your game
1: uh actually i don't like it talking about my (laughs) game (laughs) what kind of a player are you then Uh, i think i'm two-way player like i can play in d-zone and -and half-and-zone
0: it seems like you also have some success in the slot too can you talk about why you've been so successful in that area and i know last year wasn't as good but how confident you are when you're in the slot and you're able to get goals there
1: yeah in the slot like it's really dangerous uh, spot and i think in nhl because it's really close to the net and yeah i think i work it in the summer in this spot like take a couple of shots always and i think i will be better this season than last one
2: when you found out that you had been traded Where were you, how did you find out, and what was your reaction?
1: I was at home in Belarus with family, and my agent called me around, like, 4 a.m. on Belarusian time, and he told me, it's Calgary, really interested, you know, and probably you will go to Calgary, and maybe after a couple of minutes or, like, 30 minutes, like GM of New Jersey called me, and he told me I was traded to Calgary Flames, and after couple of minutes, GM of Cal- uh, Flames called me, and Ryan Huska, too. Like, and they almost told me like they're excited to see me in Calgary.
3: How do you, how do you take advantage of this opportunity? You know, Early on, they're going to give you a look on a top line. How do you try and take advantage of that?
1: Uh, yeah, I was actually talk with uh, Ryan after trade, and he told me I have opportunity to play in, in the top two lines, and I told him I'll, I'll be ready.
0: What happened last season? We know it wasn't as good as the year before where you scored over 20 goals. What happened in your last season in New Jersey where you had the totals that you have? Just Can you just kind of take us through what that was like?
1: I think just last season I was on a different route a little bit because last couple of years I was played a lot of time like with the, in the two top lines like with Jake and Nico. And last season I was played bottom six, and I think it's different.
2: What what did you know about Calgary? When you uh, when you heard Calgary, what did you think of? What what are your thoughts uh, of Calgary?
1: Actually, like my Bianca was played a lot of like in the NHL on computer and I remember like a lot of players like Jeremy Iguinla and like Keepers have, you know. A lot of like really good players and Sanity Cup too that they have and my dad been in Calgary like some years ago. <laughs> yeah, and on TV a lot of times we see like band of all these like beautiful views.
3: What Have you gotten recognized here? Like you're in a Canadian market now a little bit more intensely maybe than New Jersey. Have you gotten recognized or have people come up to you on the street yet or anything? Or
1: Yeah, actually it's really different because here is like really a lot of people know about like team Flames and mm-hmm. like example I went to Telus to take my new sim card and, like, I, oh, I'm a big fan, like, of Calgary Flames. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like, in the airport, too, like, guys helping with this, everything. Like, mm. it's really different because here is people really love hockey.
0: Yegor Sharangovic, one of the new faces at training camp for the Calgary Flames. His first chance to meet with the media after day two of on-ice sessions at the Scotiabank Saddledome. Big opportunity in front of him. Still obviously working on the English language. That's why we hadn't heard from him as much going forward. He's not super comfortable talking in front of the media yet. He wants to get uh, better at English. It's something he's still working on. and um, I thought he did a great job, actually, for a guy that's not very comfortable speaking English in front of a big group of people. It's only going to get better for him, but very cool to hear from him, here for the opportunity uh, that he has, you know, mentioned he felt like he was in a bit of a defensive role last year. With New Jersey and a chance to play with a couple of skilled players like Lindholm and Huberto has him excited. And I can tell you from viewings early on, looks like he's got the skill set to keep up with a couple of guys like that. He'll have to prove it. It was a down year offensively for him last year, but certainly a big opportunity to start training camp with those two guys. He mentioned in that scrum there, Nikita Zadorov, somebody that's reached out to him and talked to him a lot about coming to Calgary and getting him comfortable in his new surroundings, he was also uh, part of the player group to meet with the media today, and lots going around Nikita Zadorov right now off the ice. Uh, he's been very public the last couple of days uh, condemning Russia for the war on Ukraine, uh, and that's been a big topic uh, in news circles outside of hockey as well. He's admitted as much as, you know, it's probably not okay for him to head back to his home country now that he's been so vocal about it. So lots going around for Nikita Zadorov as he enters in. This season as a a pending UFA, one of many on this Calgary Flames roster, but a guy that's going to play an important role on that back end. Let's hear from Nikita Zadorov from the saddle dome a little earlier this Friday.
4: Start with a couple of uh, initial impressions, if you would, about the training camp in the early part. Fun to be back.
5: Um, Our group have a good pace, enjoying young guys buzzing, uh, good hard work, get getting know new system, um, getting know what the coaches want us. To do next year, so it's kind of learning process for a few days, definitely. Some battle
4: levels, though, it looks like some uh, some compete in there
5: early on. Yeah, I mean we all have the co- competition inside of us, you know. So it's 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 been long summer. Everybody is pretty excited to be back battling for spots for everything. So it's it's definitely what we want to see. You
0: know, we, we saw yesterday that you chose to. So make your, your opinions on the invasion of the Ukraine um, known. Uh, that must have been a very difficult decision, but just what? why did you feel that that was important?
5: It wasn't yesterday. Uh, there was the big interview. Big Russian YouTuber flew to Miami to film with me. So I think it was pleasure to uh, be part of the process. I think it's, it's really important. So uh, if you can spend two two hours of your time and watch the full interview, I think you will find a lot of answers over there. So I just don't want to repeat them because I feel like my English is pretty good, but I'm not there yet. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to take some corporate English classes, but it's, it's in the future, you know?
2: <laughs> you, you said that you knew that there would be, like, backlash. Have you heard anything
5: yet? Or I mean, so far, it's been good. Past two days, I got a lot of DMs, a lot of messages from uh, Russian people, Ukrainian people. Belarusian, a lot from Czech Republic now, Finland, Sweden, all over the Europe, you know? Like, people have uh, been showing great support, I would say. In my Instagram, there's like 99.9% of the messages are positive. I know uh, Russia have a bot system and it takes them two, three days to send some negative reviews, so I'm expecting them to come to my page too. <laughs> Not
0: too how hard is it for an NHLer to, to speak up? I mean,
5: you're, you're one of the kind of the Russians to do it. How hard is it? No, I mean, when uh, Yuri um, called me in the summer, in July, I had a long discussion with my wife, my agent. Uh, we kind of weighed all the pluses, minuses. And uh, I prepare myself definitely for an interview. So, but I feel like it's really important for me. I mean, I'm the guy. If you probably would ask me last year, I would say the same thing. But nobody were really asking uh, because you guys didn't want to put me in a bad situation. But I'm okay to that. I think it's important for me to speak personally. I think hopefully I can change something in this world. And especially like it just it just sucks what's going on over there right now. And then I think it's just important to be vocal.
0: What are the repercussions for someone like you to do this Put back in your homeland?
5: Well, I probably can go back anytime soon until Putin is a president, or that regime is still there, so for sure. So I can go back to my home country, but Florida is home for me right now, so I'm enjoying my time over there.
2: Do you worry, uh, Nikita, about any backlash family-wise, friends-wise, or any pushback that way? Comments are one thing, but do you worry about anything? Uh, affecting
5: anybody else back home? Uh, I mean, you can watch interview. There's a lot over there about that. Yeah, there's a lot. And uh, the Yuri asked me the same question. Uh, unfortunately, I uh, only have parents there. And uh, they're on the other side of the view. So we'll leave it up here.
4: What's, um, what's the dynamic like between you and us? players who are in the league. I know a statement that you tried to collaborate on. What's dynamic
5: between you and, say, Well, like I said, I mean, every person has a different view. I feel like 99% of the players overall, the Canadian, American, Swedes, they, they're more focused of hockey, their own life, families and everything. I don't think many guys go into the politics. There's, this part is something interesting for me. So I think it's, uh, I like it. I'm reading a lot about that. I'm watching a lot of new uh, people who speaking about a lot of experts. So I think I'm just, I was more uh, educated to speak out what I know. I looked up the stat and I'm kind of preparing myself for the interviews, for the questions we answer. So I think like same thing for the Russian guys. Uh, like I said, we had a group chat. It went two different directions. Some guys were against, some guys were uh, four. So, uh not gonna bring names, obviously, because we we playing in the same league, and I, I don't think it's it's right way to do. But uh, there's a lot of young kids uh, you yeah, yeah. thinking the way I think. They just don't have a voice to speak out like this. But now, hopefully, they can feel the support from me.
1: Just, this just how profound
3: maybe it was to see this unfold on the other side of the world a few like uh, okay, over a year ago now. But just the, the emotional impact it might have had on you when you when the board started.
5: Well, I mean, yeah, you can ask the guys in the room here when uh, February 24th, two years ago, it was kind of, it was a game day too, you know, it was uh, Sox waking up and uh, the horrible news, definitely, it was a lot of things in their head, had to prepare for the game, you know, obviously it's, uh, I mean, you can, you can go on the ice and kind of put all the things away and then play hockey, enjoy what you do, so I think that definitely helps.
0: Nikita Zdorov, Flames defenseman, speaking to the media earlier today on this Friday. Lots there from uh, his interview condemning uh, Russia's war on Ukraine. It's a big focus for him today and uh, good on him for speaking out on something he believes in. Um, again, like you said, you can go find the full interview that he did. He spoke more in depth about that if it's something you're interested in. Right now, to start training camp. He's found himself the first two days on a defensive pairing with Mackenzie Weger. One more to hear from on um, this segment. Interesting spot for Dan Vladar entering this season. Got a contract extension last year from outgoing GM Brad Treliving, and now finds himself sort of in the middle of this goaltender trio in Calgary. Dustin Wolf nipping on his heels for playing time, but he's got to come in and handle his own business after a down year last year. How's Dan Vladar approaching training camp? Two days into the on sessions. Let's hear from the Flames goaltender earlier this Friday.
4: Let's uh, just start with the first couple of days. How does it uh, felt to be back out there with all the guys? And uh, I know you've been back for a couple of weeks now, but officially.
3: Unreal. I mean, uh, obviously, uh, long summer. So I think everyone was super excited to see each other and uh, get back to work.
4: How was the summer in terms of kind of the
3: work put in and, and how you're feeling about your game coming back? Um, yeah. I think, uh, as I said, it was long, right? So like, uh, lots of lots of thinking, lots of time to get better. And uh, you know, uh, as I said, as I said, like, um, you know, obviously the last the last year was was uh, wasn't wasn't the year that we all wanted. So uh, so that was kind of like uh, kind of like that big big warning for us or for me, you know, for myself, especially, you know, I uh, wanted to have a good year. So you know, I spent a lot of time just working on my game working off ice on ice and uh, you know say, said super excited to be back
2: you've proven yourself at the national hockey league level and you continue to take strides every year and now it would appear anyhow from the outside that there's a lot more competition here i imagine you welcome that don't you and if so what is your approach to
3: this? i mean it's it's the it's the best league in the world so it's always going to be competition right so you know you can uh, you can never sleep in and uh, you know you always got to work hard and uh, be a great teammate and just you know work your Uh, work uh, or try to do your best every single day and uh, you know learn from the other guys and push the other guys as well.
0: What has been communicated to you in terms of how they want to manage the
3: goaltending situation? This year. Well, I mean, it's uh, it's literally up to, up to up to them, and the only thing that I can do is stop the puck. So I'm gonna do my best to stop every single puck. Have you have you noticed the difference in mood, your environment, your energy here compared to when you left? Or? Yeah, well, but at the same time, you know, my job is to stop the puck. So you know, so for me, uh, obviously, you know, my my, my it's uh, obviously it's uh, it's a little bit different right now. But at the same time, nothing's changing for me. You know, still I. Like, that I perform the best as I can, so obviously it's nice to be back. And uh, you know the environment, obviously it's it's nice right now. But you know the goal is still the same. Let's talk you, about
2: uh, you talk about moving forward and forgetting last year. Can uh, we look at the, this goaltending ten and this team as a whole? Does it feel as though uh, there's something to prove here? Like I know you really want to forget a about last year. Do you use that to fuel you to? prove something this year
3: doesn't feel that way not, not even proof. I, I think that you know we are all winners here and we have got a great leadership here and you know uh, especially after that last year it's not that we want to prove anyone anything we know what we can do and we just didn't do it last year so it might be an extra motivation for us or you know like the wheel that's going to push us push us forward and you know even on the hard days you know it's like i'm just going to be f- Remembering the the feel last year that I don't want to feel again, right? So you know when we missed it by a couple of points, so you know that's just like uh, that's the that's the, wheel, that's the wheel, that's the fan behind us who's gonna keep pushing us forward. Yeah,
4: so your starts have gone up over the last couple of years. I mean, have you learned now you can look back more broadly about it, the, the things you've learned about your game and just sort of you know that role uh, as you take it more regularly and the minutes have gone up. Is there things that you've kind of you know thought about and worked on now?
3: Well, well, not really. Uh, I'm just gonna be you know do keep doing the same stuff. If I'm playing, I'm gonna do my best. If I'm not playing, I'm gonna be cheering for for the other guys, right? So, you know, obviously I want to play every single game, but you know, at the same time I know who I share locker room with. So, you know, I'm just gonna pe- keep pushing and pushing, and then you know, whoever plays, I'm pretty sure that's gonna do, do their best to you know bring and bring the bring the W's because that's all it that matters right now. And as I said, we just don't want to be in the same situation like last year. What comes to
5: Dustin year? Wolf
3: is pushing as well, as well. Yeah, well as I said, obviously Wolfie great goalie. You know, lots of lots of great years behind him, but you know, at the same time it's it's gonna be in every single team. You know, it's always going to be uh, somebody who's going to be, be pushing and then you know the only thing what you can do is just try your best right so that's what I'm gonna What's what going to do what is your relationship like with Dustin how's the goalie room right now yeah great like I mean as I said we are one big family here you can you can see it everywhere consistency yeah. commitment yeah. compete you know like we have all those signs here we are just a bunch of bunch of friends here you know And uh, but at the same time everybody wants to play right but I'm pretty sure the mentality is for, uh, it's, it's the same for every single guy if you're playing you're doing your best if you're not playing you're for the other guys so
2: Dan, when it comes to your game, anything different this offseason that you tried to tweak or change or well, even something
3: new? No, uh, well, the only thing was that I had way more time, right? So, uh, you know, obviously that summer was was long, and but at the same time, you know, the Ricky and the strength staff and uh, all the trainers, they did a great job. You know, I was communicating with them because it was first time for me when I had, you know, those was about four months-ish. So, you know, they I think they did a great job and, you know, the testing went well for everybody, I'm pretty sure. So, you know, it was just different summer. Lots of thinking and uh, lots of watching on tv and biting my nose and uh you know thinking why why we are not there yes
0: yeah. dan vladar flames goaltender speaking to the media following day two of on a sessions at the scotia bank center and we'll hear more from members of the calgary flames this afternoon as the show rolls on including uh blake coleman and dustin wolf when we come back on the other side the toronto blue jays dropping the series finale against the new york yankees we'll check in with play-by-play voice Ben Wagner, we'll also checking on Taylor's predictions for Kevin biggio That as Sportsnet Today rolls on here on Sportsnet 960, the Fan.
4: l one grounder towards first. Lemayhew got it with two hands. He's there at the bag, and that will finish the ball game. Kara Cole is absolutely dominant in his start for the New York Yankees. He hits a milestone, reaching 200 innings complete. The Yankee bullpen survives the Blue Jays' rally. And the New York Yankees salvage the finale of the series with a 5-3 win over the Blue Jays, who start their final road trip, taking two out of three in New York.
0: Jays fall in their series finale. You just heard it there from Ben Wagner, the play-by-play voice of the Toronto Blue Jays on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Now they enter into their final road trip of the season, starting tonight in Tampa Bay against the Rays. It'll be Chris Bassett on the mound for the Jays. Tyler Glasnow going for Tampa Bay. We'll hear more from Ben Wagner coming up in just a bit. His thoughts on that series against New York and what lies ahead for the Blue Jays as they finish off on the road against Tampa and then back home for series against New York and Tampa Bay. Before we get there, though, we've been doing this the last couple of days. He's taken on a big role for the Toronto Blue Jays due to injury, due to some. All right, play, I guess, as well. Kevin Biggio's found himself in the spotlight, and our very own Taylor Dingman is Kevin Biggio's number one fan. She did not too bad on her Thursday edition of predictions in game two of this series against the Yankees. Let's check in on Taylor's predictions for last night's game against the Yankees for Kevin Biggio. What are we going to get from Kevin Biggio?
6: Well, I already have the stats pulled up, so you don't need to wait for that. You know what? I think I'm going to go. He's getting on base three times. Mm. Wow. And he's getting at least one RBI.
0: And it's ball four, and that will indeed load him up and bring the tying run to the plate. Mm. On base how many times?
6: Three of them.
4: That's tough. That's a tough one.
0: Not, not as, not maybe as close as last time. Like last time, you are above like, what? You were like seventy five percent correct, over fifty percent. Today, Eesh. Last night,
6: twenty five percent.
0: That's all right. Part marks. We have a chance to bounce back. Starting off a series against their AL East division rivals. It's the Tampa Bay Rays tonight. Tyler Glass now on the mound. Lineup card is submitted by John Schneider. Vladdy's healthy. He's back at DH. He's batting third. But he's not back at first base. That belongs to Kevin Biggio. Once again, he's batting fourth. Taylor and Cam get this written down in stone, right? Ready to go. Well... Now I don't know how should we do this. Should we just do it for this game, Taylor? Do you want to give us a series prediction for Kevin Bijie? I don't know if he'll I mean I assume he'll play all series, but you just want to do tonight or do you want to give us like prediction for his stats over the weekend series and we'll review it on Monday?
6: I don't know.
0: That is very helpful. Wicked. Uh I say Cam, let's just you're do choose then. Let's
4: just do this this game.
0: Just tonight's game? Yeah. Okay. Taylor, one really good round of predictions, one not so really good round of predictions.
6: Okay, he also has to, you know, be the one to want to get these predictions correct.
0: It's true. Kevin's got to pull his end of the bargain here. Enough lollygagging, Kevin. You got to figure it out, too.
6: As an avid listener of this one segment, Kevin Dugio.
0: (laughs) Surely. (laughs) We'll get him on next week, and we'll get him to discuss yeah, he his performance yeah, he hasn't and why he hasn't backed this up yet. Yeah. All right, Taylor, you got a chance to finish off the week on a strong note. Kevin Biggio's performance against the Tampa Bay Rays tonight, what's it going to look like?
6: Okay, well, I'm going to say he gets a hit because he has gotten a hit in every single game that he's played at the Trop this season, except for one he's getting a hit. Okay. And I think he's getting a walk because, again, it's just the one guarantee in life. (laughs) Cavavishio gets a walk.
0: Okay, that's it. Quiet night for him.
6: I mean, there might be a couple other things, but that's what I'm just going to go with.
0: That's what we're going to go with. Okay. A hit and a walk, Cam. It's in stone. You have that written in stone? In stone. So no RBIs. What about defensive plays? This was I literally had someone tweet at me the other day that the only thing missing from your prediction in Game 2 of the Yankees was that he made a great uh, defensive play. Do you? Do we have any of those? Or is there going to be a highlight real play from Kevin Biggio defensively? Do we want to include that or no? Are we going to be
4: hearing that French guy yell Biggio
0: again? <laughs> <Okay. laughs> we're always going to do that.
6: My very... Biggio! My very f- hype Frenchman. love that. I thought
0: that was Taylor. That was defensive play, defensive highlight for Bijou tonight. Can, uh, Taylor, yes or no?
6: Yeah. Okay.
0: He's gonna play. That's defense. a bonus. We'll do that as a bonus he's one. Gonna play defense. We'll do that as a bonus Lock one. Lock so it in. One hit.
6: You can't really say he's going to be like do a do, make a double play because he's going to probably be on the receiving end of it. No, I know, but like so that's if there's a, a hard.
0: If there's a foul ball off on the right side, you know, and he dives into the crowd and grabs it. Well, this is a bonus one. It won't count towards your actual, but it's just, it's a bonus one. Because I think it was a, I want to say a guy named Tim, who tweeted at me the other day that the only thing missing from your prediction was his great defensive play the other night. So Thanks for the tweet, Tim. I might be wrong on that name. I don't pay attention very often. <laughs> uh, so we'll stick with one hit, One walk. For Kevin Biggio, Jay's taking on the Rays. It's a 440 first pitch. You can watch it on the Sportsnet television network. We got Calgary Hitman Hockey on your radio tonight, so you won't hear it here on Sportsnet 960. Uh, But the lineup tonight, George Springer leading off and in right field. Followed by Bo Bichette, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is back in the lineup. He's batting third and DHing. We mentioned it, Kevin Biggio at first and batting fourth. Followed up by Alejandro Kirk, Matt Chapman, Dalton Varsho is in center. Whit Merrifield's in left. No Kevin Kiermaier, interestingly enough, for this game against the Rays. Santiago Espinal will bat ninth and play second base. How do the Jays fare in their series against the Yankees? And what's still to come as they try to lock down an AL wildcard spot? The man you just heard a little earlier, Ben Wagner, the radio play-by-play voice of the Toronto Blue Jays, joined Rustic and Rose on the big show a little bit earlier on this Friday to discuss what he saw. And uh, a little bit on how the uh, Jays are selling some playoff tickets. So, you know, at least late in the season, they're in the race for a playoff spot. Here's Ben Wagner a little bit earlier today. Uh, it's all—it's <laughs> always fun when you see that story that the Blue Jays are uh, selling playoff tickets. That's always encouraging.
4: Oh, I like this story. Yeah. Cause, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to working on in October. Honestly, I'm planning on it, uh, yep. you know, The math is difficult to figure out right now, and everybody's like, well, when can we clinch? When can we clinch? Um, And I am said, I think it's really too soon to tell, of course. And who would have thought in just a matter of four days how quickly things turned around because things were looking pretty bleak and things were looking pretty gray around Rogers Center, to be honest with you, after that Rangers series. But all of a sudden, Red Sox come to town. And you get a little help on the Abbott town scoreboard. And, uh, you know, the sun came up. And and he played pretty well in New York. So, uh, the problem is you get Garrett Cole again. And you have Tyler Glass now, likely twice. And you get Michael King again. And uh, it, it's, it's not going to be easy. But, oh. you know, you, you don't want to point at certain things. But over the course of the season, the inconsistency of the offense is kind of why the Blue Jays are here. But... But I, they control their own destiny, right? They don't mm-hmm. need they don't need too much help to get in. They can't control if they win, they're in. That's the bottom line.
0: That is Blue Jays play-by-play voice Ben Wagner. You hear him on the Sportsnet radio network, teeing up the Jays and the Rays big series for Toronto, starting tonight 440, first pitch. You can watch it across the Sportsnet television network. We'll check back on Taylor's predictions on Monday's edition of the show. When we come back we'll kick off hour 2 heading back to the Scotiabank Saddledome. More from Flames training camp as Sportsnet today rolls on here on Sportsnet 960 the fan.